Good morning, Blind Faith Podcast listeners. This is the Blind Faith Podcast, and I'm Reverend Craig Edgley Jr. Today's episode is entitled, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Our passage of scripture is going to come from Isaiah 48, the 17th verse, and it reads, This is what the Lord says, Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you and who directs you in the path that you should go. When I think of the richness and the fullness of this one verse of scripture, it's mind boggling almost how much we can pull out of it. But there are three things that I want to take away from it. And the first thing I want to take away from it is that when I read this scripture, I gain an in-depth understanding of the fact that the Lord God is my Redeemer. You see, Isaiah is speaking to uh, the children of Israel who were a sinful nation, who were a rebellious nation, a nation that every time that God restored them, every time that God avenged them, they turned back to the ways of sin. And, and, and the beauty of this scripture is that in the midst of how messed up they were, you can still hear the voice of God saying, I am the Lord God, your Redeemer. Ain't that something? As messed up and as toe up from the flow up and, 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 and as despicable as we might be sometimes, the Lord still proclaims that he is the Lord God, our Redeemer. When I think of a Redeemer, I think of one who protects. I think of one who delivers. I think of one who saves. I think of one who provides. I think of one who heals. And, and, and when I think of the Lord God as my Redeemer, I know that God will protect me. I know that God will provide for me. I know that God will deliver me and save me. And I know that I know that God will ultimately avenge me. When we look back through the Bible in the book of Ruth, the women said to Ruth, praise be the Lord who has not left you without a guardian redeemer. Somebody ought to say that to themselves. Somebody ought to say that to their neighbor. Praise be the Lord who has not left us without a guardian redeemer. Ruth was a woman who was down to her wit's end. She was down to her last dime. Her husband was dead. Her, 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 her sister-in-law had bailed out on them. Uh, her sister-in-law had taken the easy road out. She, she, Ruth remained faithful to her mother-in-law. Her father-in-law was dead. Her husband was dead. She was broke, didn't know where her next meal was going to come from. And yet, God set it up in such a way where Ruth went out into a field to gleam and there Boaz was and, and he even left her some food on purpose. But, but that's how God works. God never leaves his children without a guardian redeemer. 
when I look at the picture of Boaz and Ruth, I can see the picture of Christ and the church. I can see the picture of Christ and myself because Christ is ultimately our guardian redeemer. Christ is the one who provides for us. Christ is the one who protects us. Christ is the one who delivers us and saves us. And Christ is the one who will ultimately avenge us. I'm so glad that when I look at the story of Job, I, I, I see this man, this brother who, who, who went through sores all in his body, who lost his children, who, who lost his property, who lost his livelihood. Job had lost everything. Job, there was no place to go for Job but up. And yet, when Job gets to the end of the story, he's able to make the proclamation, I know that my Redeemer lives. Because in this life, y'all, we will go through so much. We go through storms. We go through rain. We go through heartaches and heartbreaks. We, we go through uh, 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 situations that feel like we just want to quit. We want to throw in the towel. We want to say, that's it. I'm done. But if we look in the word of God, we see time after time after time after time when God establishes himself as our redeemer, our sustainer, our provider, our savior, our deliverer. And if we hold on, we will be able to proclaim like Job, I know that my Redeemer lives. I've been through the storm, but I know my Redeemer lives. I've been through the rain. Still, I know my Redeemer lives. I've had some heartaches, and yet I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt that my Redeemer, he lives. He kept me through it all. He never left me, and I know my Redeemer lives. And then the second thing I want to pull out of this passage of scripture is that he's the Lord God who teaches us what is best for us. In order for God to teach us what is best for us, it's implicit that God alone knows what's best for us. So many times we feel like we know what's best for us. Uh, we, 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 we see what we like. We go to Best Buy and, and, and we see that, that, that nice big screen TV and we say, hmm, that's mine there. I, I know that that's what I should have. And, and, and we go to, uh, to the gathering or to the, to the hangout and we see that, that nice young lady or that nice young fellow over there and we say, hmm, I know that that's what's best for me. And in our mind, we have our own agenda as to what is best for us. But beloved, in this life, there's only one entity who knows what's best for us, and that is God. It's ultimately God who knows what's best for his children. Uh, uh, a lot of times when we were our parents, when we were, when we were underneath our parents' care, our parents made decisions for us. They were our guardians. They, they decided whether we should go out or whether we should stay in. My, my dad used to tell us all the time that when the street lights came on, <laughs> you better have your butt back in the house or, or you wasn't coming in the house. Um, um, oftentimes, uh, I tried to do what I want to do and, and, and mama would get out the belt. 
and tell me that she knew what was best for me and that she was willing to enforce by any means necessary <laughs> what was best for me. And, 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 and ultimately, the reason why parents uh, assert guardianship over their children is because as children, sometimes we get caught up in the fantasy of life. Sometimes we get caught up in the, in, 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 in the, the imagination of things. And we can't see the hidden dangers lurking uh, around and about. And so we get so caught up in the, in the outward appearance of things that we can't see deep into the inward appearance of things. And, and God can see everything. God is all seeing. He's all knowing. He's all powerful. He's always in control. He, he, he knows everything. And so we have to rest assured and stand firm, affirmed on the fact that God knows what's best for us. Even when he takes us through the desert places, even when God allows us to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have to know in our hearts that God will not leave us nor forsake us. I, I, hear, I hear David saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me down the pathways of, of, of righteousness. He, he restores my soul. He, 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 he walks with us. He, he talks with us. He, he, he takes us through the valley of the shadow of death, but it's ultimately what's best for us. It's hard to see it sometimes, but God knows what's best for us. The children of Israel wandered around in the desert for years before God brought them into the promised land. But God knows what's best for his children. And if we are children of God, we have to trust in our father that he knows what's best. Somebody might be battling with, 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 with cancer. Somebody might be battling like myself with blindness. Somebody might be battling with, with uh, some issues with their finances or some relationship issues. But it's okay. Because God will never put more on us than what he sees fit. And at the end of the day, he knows what's best for us. He knows just how much we need to go through in order to become the children of God that he has called us to be. And God is preparing us. It'd be different if God was just bringing us through the storms and bringing us through all this hurt and all of this, this, this pandemics and, 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 President Donald Trump and all of this craziness that we are facing in this world today. It'd be different if God was just bringing us through it aimlessly. But God is preparing us to be a people that are pleasing in his eyesight. God is preparing us for a place where there'll be no more crying and there'll be no more dying. God is preparing us for the return of Christ. And we want to be ready in that day. And so sometimes God brings us through things that we don't want to go through. But it's ultimately to prepare us. To be ready when Christ returns. The final thing I want to pull out of this scripture is that it says the Lord God always directs us in the way that we should go. In this life, beloved, there are many ways that we can go, but there is only one way that we should go. There's 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 always more than one way to skin the cat, as some might say. There's always more than one way 
to live this life. I hear the great poet Robert Frost saying in his poem that he stood at a juncture where there were two roads winding off in different directions. And he stood there for a great deal of time. He looked down one road and he saw instant gratification. He saw everybody having a funky good time. He saw everybody at the blue flame at the strip club. He saw everybody with something in their hand to smoke. He saw everybody with something in their hand, uh, uh, some strong liquor to drink. He saw everybody partying and, and kicking their heels up and, 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 and dropping it like it's hot and, 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 and throwing everything in circles and carrying on. He, he, he saw everybody having fun instantaneously. But at the end of that road, it led to hellfire and destruction. It, it, it led to eternal damnation. And then he turned and looked down the other road. And he saw a group of people who were going through storms, going through some rain, experiencing some ups and some downs, experiencing some challenges, some highways and byways of life, uh, uh, still pressing on and holding on to their faith and marching down this road. No matter what was thrown at them, they, they kept on persevering and they kept on walking and they kept on trusting in God. And, and at the end of this road, God brought them into a place where there were streets paved with gold, where there were mansions not built by human hands, where there were leaves for the healing of all nations, where there were crystal rivers that flow through with beautiful, serene landscapes, and, and where there was no more sorrow and no more crying, no more dying, no more sickness and no more death. Everything was eternal and everything was a beautiful paradise, a beautiful oasis where the children were reunited with their heavenly father. And as we stand at that juncture here in our lives, which road will we take? Will we travel down the road that, that less people are traveling down, the road that leads to the ultimate paradise? Or will we travel down the road that's a crowded road where everybody's having a funky good time that leads to the ultimate destruction? I come before you today to let you know that I know that we go through some storms and I know that we go through some rains. I understand that life sometimes can bring you to your wit's end like Ruth and like Boaz. I understand that sometimes we, we, we have to journey through the desert, but when you know that your Redeemer lives and that at the end of time, he will stand on the earth. You can rest assured that, that we have a Redeemer that lives and we can rest assured that he ultimately knows what's best for us and that he will teach us the direction that we should go. And if we follow him, if we trust God, if we put our hand in God's unchanging hand, he'll take us to a place where there'll be no more crying. He'll take us to that place where there'll be no more dying. He'll take us through the storms and through the rains. And at the end of the day, we'll look back like the brother Job and we'll say, I know 
I've been through the hell and high water. I've been through broken relationships. I've lost some jobs. I've, I've endured some financial hardships. I've been through hell and back. But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt now, I can say with all certainty, my Redeemer lives. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you is my prayer.